0: Well, we are at the end of a year and headed into a new year, and so these are good times to pause and to reflect, to to celebrate times in the past, to to think about what this new year could be like. Uh, Many of us look back on 2017 and have some regrets, some disappointments, have things that did not go as well as had hoped they'd go. Uh, Some of us have had great victories, some of us have had great losses uh, in this last year. And so one of the things that, that we are called to do as people of God is to be content in the things that we have, to hold to God's promises that He is in control and that He's still at work and He's still doing things in our midst even when it looks like he's not. And so sometimes we find ourselves in seasons of waiting. Uh, Sometimes we find ourselves in times where we have very clear answers. But it's good to pause and think about these things. Paul is in prison when he writes this letter to the Philippians. And he's writing this this letter from a setting that none of us can truly understand or appreciate or experience. That here he is in chains for the sake of the gospel and he is writing this letter to this church. And he has this incredible message for them. A message that says be joyful, be content, God's got this. And so this morning, we're going to read Philippians. If you would like to follow along, we'll be in Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. Or you can just listen as we hear these words of Paul directed to this church a church that could be just like our church, a message that is just as relevant for us today as it was for them then. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints of Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's right for me to feel this way about you, since I have you in my heart, for whether whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer. That, you, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and that you may be pure and that you may be blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the the brothers and sisters in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and more fearlessly. It's true that some preach Christ out of envy and out of rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, Supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or from true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to to rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and the help given to me by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I'm to go living on, go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far but it's more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know I will remain in the body. And I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith so that through my being with you, again, your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one person for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that is by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. Since you're going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. So if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded having the same love, being one in spirit, and one in purpose. Do nothing, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves each of you should look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ, Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he made himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, As you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining. Or arguing. So that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. In which you shine like stars in the universe. As you hold out the word of life. In order that I may boast on the day of Christ. That I did not run for labor or labor for nothing. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Finally, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It's no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh, for it is we who, were, are, we who are the circumcision, we who worship the Spirit of God, who glory, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself, have reason for such confidence. If anyone else thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But at whatever was to my I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What's more, I consider everything a loss, everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too, God, will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join with others in following my example. And take note of those who who live according to the pattern we gave you. For as I have often told you before and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be. Be evident to all, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, whatever is true, I rejoice greatly in the Lord, that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, or I have lear- for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I'm looking for a gift, but I'm looking for what may be credited to your account. I receive full payment and even more. I'm amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sense. They're a fragrant fragrant offering and acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all of your needs to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God, And Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirits. Amen. We're going to have a time of prayer now, a time for us to lift up our concerns, to lift up our burdens, to lift up our victories and our celebrations from this past year to God. A time for us to look forward to a great new year. And even if we find ourselves in a place of waiting, a place of uncertainty, a place where the answers are not readily available yet, we can be content in all things, trusting in the power of God to work in our lives in 2018. And so we'll have shepherds down front. Uh, There are people around the room that uh, are available to pray with you. You can join with one of the shepherds, join with your life group, join together as family or friends and, and pray for one another and with one another. Sometimes we need other voices around us reminding us these promises to trust in God, to find joy in all things to be content in our current circumstances. And so let's pray together now. God, we thank you for your word. God, teach us the lessons that you have taught Paul to be content in all things. To die to ourselves for your glory and for your gain. Help us to to live the lives of sacrifice, the lives of servanthood that you have called us into, giving you praise through all of it. It's in Jesus' name we pray.